Delano's Top of the Week. Every Monday, Delano join us in the RCD Radio Studios to talk through a story that is happening in the news, run over some events that are going to be taking place in Luxembourg for people to attend and uh, make a personal pick like a track or a book or something that they've been watching recently. Cordula is in the studio with me right now. Hello, Cordula. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, Tom? I'm fine, thank you. Have you did you have a nice weekend? Yeah, it was lovely. So the story that uh, is in the news and we're discussing today is the vote which is happening uh, on the 25th of January in Parliament about the reforms to Luxembourg's constitution, uh, which is a process that's been ongoing for more than a decade, but is soon to enter a new phase with this vote. Obviously, you know, it's been it's taken 10 years uh, to get to this point. Why is it such a long and complicated process? And what exactly are they going to be voting for on uh, the 25th? So I think uh, obviously the, the constitution is sort of the country's highest laws um, and it was always going to be a, a long process. Um, it, sort of the first bit of this started in, all the way back in 1999 actually where they were thinking about you know modernizing the constitution. Um, there was then kind of a working group that started in 2004 um, but really this reform sort of gained speed in 2008 when there was a big constitutional crisis because the Luxembourg Grand Duke, he refused to sign into law um, the right to euthanasia mm. um, because the, the royal family are, are Catholic and he said based on his religious beliefs he can't sign this um, and this caused a huge debate um, on whether he's allowed to do that um, right. because you had you know voted representatives in parliament who passed these laws mm-hmm. um, and since then the, the initial idea was to just to reform the complete text, which dates back to 1868, so it's you know it's a 150-year-old document, um, and they were going to just draft one completely new text um, with all of the sort of changes and modernizations they wanted to make, and they almost got there in 2019. Um, but then in between, you know, we had some elections, the the power shifted in Parliament, and who was in the majority, and then ultimately, because you need a two-thirds majority. Um, the government doesn't have that in Parliament or the government parties, so they need the opposition to to support them. Mm-hmm. And um, the CSV in the end uh, didn't support this uh, this full new text. Um, and so this reform was broken up into all these like little pieces. Um, and there's now kind of four chapters that are being passed. Um, the first one was already voted on last year. And on Tuesday, um, they're voting the next chapter, which is all about the organization of the state. Um, so how, especially the role of the Grand Duke, the separation of powers, um, but also things like, you know, Luxembourg's national symbols, um, European integration, these mm-hmm. kinds of changes. Which is uh, an issue that has had some contention from uh, foreign workers' uh, rights groups. Um, I think there's been uh, some, some people are concerned that... Uh, these reformations are too short-sighted and don't take into account the realities of life in Luxembourg. Um, for example, the fact that uh, it's this this new changes state that the official language of Luxembourg is Luxembourgish, when in reality there are you know French, German, but also Portuguese and English spoken in Luxembourg. Um, there's also questions raised over the distinctions in the constitution um, that separately defines Luxembourgish nationals uh, uh, under the law to foreign um, residents of Luxembourg. Mm-hmm. Um, why is that important uh, that p- details like that are picked up on? Well, so in terms of the language, um, the, the this chapter of the constitution that's being voted on Tuesday for the first time kind of enshrines four national symbols. Um, so it's the language, Luxembourgish, um, also the flag, the anthem and the coat of arms. Um, and I think even when you look at flags, you know, flags can be very divisive symbols. I think mm-hmm. if you raise a Union Jack in Scotland, um, that might 
you know, create some very uh, strong emotions in people. Um, and as far as the language is concerned, it also says that, um, you know, that French and German are official languages that are used according to the law. Um, and there's some criticism that, you know, we are we need to create a constitution that sort of holds the course, even if, you know, if ever we had like a, a nationalist government, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, then it's we have Luxembourgish as like the, the one language in the constitution in principle and um and it's also kind of ironic that you know there's a document here that says that luxembourgish is luxembourg's national language that is written in french mm-hmm. um and um so i think there's just kind of you know concerns that this isn't inclusive enough um and this is what you mentioned before also this because uh, the constitution and this is the old text that dates from like 1868 it's, it says that all luxembourgers are equal before the law um, and then eventually they added a paragraph saying that, you know, but also everyone else who's here enjoys the same rights and liberties and responsibilities. Um, so for lawmakers, it's kind of like, well, you have to read them together. And it, that makes it obviously clear that there is no difference. Um, but in a sort of symbolic gesture, you're still giving yeah, Luxembourg to have, to have that distinction. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and you have other constitutions. I mean, in Germany, the constitution says, you know, all people are equal before the law. Mm-hmm. And there isn't, this distinction doesn't exist there. Um, and it was because um, we were at a press conference a few weeks ago where they spoke about these changes. And the lawmaker said, you know, this was uh, a political decision to keep this this distinction. Mm-hmm. Now, there, there's, there have been some calls uh, to have a referendum on these changes after they're voted. Um, I think voters have the right to request a referendum up to two weeks after any changes to the constitution are made. Um, do you think that that will happen? Uh, and what needs to happen for in, for a referendum to happen? How do we? How can people uh, petition for that? Yeah, initially, um, when when the reform of the constitution was still going to be like a whole new text, um, there was a promise that this completely new text would be put to the people in a referendum. Um, but because it was then broken up into all of these smaller chapters, that plan was kind of was abandoned, essentially. Um, and what is happening now, and we, we saw this for like this, the first chapter in the justice system, is that um, citizens can launch uh, like a citizen's initiative. You need at least um, five people or so to request this. Um, and they then need to collect 25,000 signatures um, which is roughly, and considering that Luxembourg's electorate is around 260,000 people, um, so it's a fair chunk of support that you need. Um, and if you get those signatures, then um, there, instead of a second vote in Parliament, there'll be a referendum. Mm-hmm. Um, because the way that constitutional changes work is that Parliament needs to vote on them once, and then there's like an interval of around three months, and then they have to vote on them again. And if in that interval there's enough support for a citizens initiative um, or also if uh, a large enough group of members of parliament um, so you need 16 MPs um, sort of force the issue then you will also trigger a referendum um, but the chances of that happening are so slim mm-hmm. uh, I mean we saw with this last one um, on the justice chapter um, you know they collected a few thousand signatures but nowhere near 25,000 um, and they can now do this obviously again for every chapter that's coming along um, but it, it has already failed once. Um, and even then, you know, it would only be for this particular chapter that's being voted on Tuesday. And there's two more chapters to come. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, they would have this process would have to be repeated for every one of these. Uh, right. These because it's been broken down into those four chapters. It kind of complicates things because people have to vote each time. Exactly. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, well, what are the next steps in the reform? There's the vote, and then uh, when will these other chapters uh, be voted on in the future? So there isn't like a completely clear timeline yet. I think um, they they said they wanted to present them at least in the next uh, kind of couple of months. Um, they're dedicated to um, uh, sort of rights and liberties. Um, and that chapter is quite interesting because it sets up... Um, it adds a bunch of civil liberties. So, for example, the right to start a family, um, academic freedom is being enshrined in the Constitution for the first time, animal rights. Um, and so that really, I think, is a chapter where we'll see sort of a bit more modernization. Um, and then the other one is uh, about the organization of the, the Chamber of Deputies and the Council of State. Um, and... Yeah, hopefully, you know, we'll see them kind of in the next few months. Mm -hmm. um, and then there was that first vote, a few months later, the second vote. But I think in, in general, there is a push from Parliament to finish this before the next elections in 2023. Um, because depending on what happens then mm -hmm. and, you know, how what coalition might form, etc., it could just... Things could then, all change again. It could just delay it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it is already a process between sort of the four major parties anyways. Mm -hmm. um, but just be in terms of... Um, when, when the parliament sort of reforms after the election, all of these committees reform and you need to appoint a new rapporteur for a law. And it, it just administratively it will drag things out. Um, okay. So hopefully before the next elections, this process will finally come to an end that started in 1999. Yeah. <laughs> and we will have a brand new constitution. Okay, uh, we're going to go to a track now. And then when we come back, uh, we're going to discuss some events that uh, you've picked up for our listeners to look forward to this week. Modest Mouse and leave a light on on our city radio. We are currently in the midst of the Delano Top of the Week and Cordula is in the studio with me to talk now about some events that you've picked out this week uh, for listeners to look forward to. Yes, so if you want to plan ahead a bit, on the 26th of January, so on Wednesday, there is a special cinema screening of a Japanese film called Ainu Mosir, and I I'm probably pronounced that very wrong. Mm. It's um, organized by the Japanese embassy in Luxembourg, um, and it's... Uh, it's sort of a story based around the Ainu people who are an ethnic minority um, in uh, Hokkaido in Japan. And um, yeah, it's a free screening. Um, you can find out more details through the embassy's Facebook page and that is at Cine Utopia. Okay, and people need to book tickets for that in advance, I guess. Yes, you yeah. can find all the information on how to how to book your seat because you won't find it on the Kinepolis website. Um, okay. but so look at the, uh, the embassy's website or Facebook page and you can find all the details there. Great. Uh, up next... There is also on Thursday, there's a lunchtime talk. It's online um, and it looks at the representation of women politicians during the pandemic in the media, um, taking the example of uh, Health Minister Paulette Lenat. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of an analysis of, uh, of how women are being treated in the media. There was a big report last year on sort of women in Luxembourg media saying that they're underrepresented and so on. Um, and so that is, yeah, it's online from 12.30 to 1.30, so kind of a lunchtime event. And you can find all of the details on the website of the Sidfran Agenda. So CID-FG.lu. Okay. And finally, the third event that you've picked out for this week. Yeah, this is towards the end of the week. Well, it starts on Thursday, goes until the 30th of January. There's an a cappella festival in the north of Luxembourg. Um, there's a whole bunch of events in uh, Ettelburg and Dekirch. Um So, yeah, if you're into some a cappella music, um, you will have plenty to choose from. So just vocal and singing. Yeah, yeah, vocal singing. And um, you can find the details on uh, cafe.lu, uh, which is one of the organizers. And, um, yeah, there's like a... I don't know. There's more than half a dozen concerts to pick from. Uh, and that's between, yeah, the 27th and the 30th. Okay, great. Um, and people can find details of these events on delano.lu as well. 
as well, yes. Yeah. Okay, and finally, your pick of the week for our listeners. Uh, my pick of the week is uh, a movie on Netflix called Passing, okay. um, which I, I just uh, watched over the weekend. It's been out for a, for a few weeks, I think. Um, and it's about uh, two uh, black women in New York. It's in kind of the 1920s, um, Irene and Claire, who are um, light-skinned enough that they pass as white. Mm. Um, and Irene, one of the characters, she sort of does this occasionally as a, as a convenience if she wants to go into a cafe or a store where black people normally aren't allowed. Um, but her, her childhood friend, Claire, has decided to sort of pass as white in her life. And she has a, a white husband who um, hates black people and is very, um, oh is very racist. Um, and they bump into each other in New York uh, randomly and uh, sort of recognize each other and also recognize kind of mutually what they're doing, um, passing as white. Um, and uh, yeah, it sort of it goes from there. And um, because they've, they've both women have sort of made different choices on how they deal with this. And um, uh, yeah, sort of Claire's presence in Irene's life sort of turns everything upside down a bit. All right. Okay, so that's uh, Passing on Netflix, Delano's Top of the Week. Thank you very much for joining us today in the studio, Cordula. Uh, we will have another one of your colleagues from Delano in next week, I believe. Yes, indeed. Okay, thanks very much. Have a great day. Thanks for having me. Cheers.